Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. Last week, I was talking about Facebook and what they're doing and how they are totally rebranding their entire company. Um, they'll be known as Meta from this point forward. Um, and, and Facebook and Instagram will just kind of operate under their new name of Meta. And how what they are doing will likely impact nearly every person on this planet one day. What they're a part of, what they're building, will likely become some type of conglomerate where there'll be many other companies contributing to this thing. Please go and watch last week's show for kind of a foundation, but I'm gonna give just a quick kind of recap in just a few minutes. But what we started talking about last week was how Facebook is going to be creating a fully immersive virtual experience that the vast majority of the world will likely take part in. It is going to change the face of the earth. It cannot be overstated what they are doing and it cannot be overstated the impact that this will have when it's finished. The blueprint is basically five to 10 years out, but they have begun now. Um, before I get into that, I wanna just talk about, you know, it is November, you know, it, it, the, the new year 2022 is just around the corner and we desperately need your help. We need to raise a bare minimum of $54,000 before the new year to simply continue doing what we have been doing. $54,000, this does not go to, um, it doesn't go to anything else other than paying for TV airtime on DirecTV, Dish Network, and Comcast Cable. 54000 is what will meet our needs. Now, we're believing that we can raise $100,000, which will further um, our, our, our footprint will be greatly expanded into other networks as well if we could raise $100,000. That's our want, but our need is $54,000. If you have not contributed, um, please consider doing so. And if we cannot raise $54,000, we will be going off DirecTV and Dish Network in this next year. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you like this show, if you believe in what the Lord is doing in this show, in, in even in, in, in Andrew and, and I's life, the impact that we're having through the airwaves, if you want to get behind a young ministry, then, then support this show. Support us now. Pray to the Lord of what you should give. I pray that it would be a, it would be a generous donation. We need $54,000 between now and the new year. Get involved. Go to ZachDrewShow.com. Click that bright orange donate button, and you can either donate through a Christian payment plan called Tithely or through PayPal, or you can write us at P.O. Box uh, 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. Please get involved. So Facebook's metaverse. Here's an article. Here are Mark Zuckerberg's ambitious plans for building out the metaverse. The metaverse is what he is calling this new universe that they are creating for the human race to live in, to work in, for entertain. You're gonna live. You're gonna live there. You're in, you're gonna work there. Eight to five jobs. You're going to go to inter, You know, have entertainment in this world. It, it, it truly is unbelievable. One of the largest and most powerful 
and most profitable companies in the world are totally rebranding themselves to build this metaverse. Facebook plans to hire 10,000 people in Europe to build a virtual reality-based metaverse. I said it last week, technology is going to be so a part of the end times that many people don't even understand it. There are so many verses in the book of Revelation that can't even make sense or they can't even be applied today without the technology that's going to be coming. Once the technology is here, that's never many of these verses, I believe, can come to fruition. Every single person that previously had joined even Facebook's Oculus team, Oculus is, is what they had named their virtual reality headsets. Every single person, the day they started, they were given a book and that book is called Ready Player One. It's called Ready Player One. It's not a Christian book, but it is a fascinating book. And Ready Player One is the blueprint to replace real life with virtual reality. So they were given this book. I mean, just think, they were given this book and said, read it, study it, analyze it, because that is what we are building here at Facebook. And the very premise of this book, I, I said last week, you know, the year is 2045 and it, it was a very bleak place. There was ongoing crisis all around, um, catastrophic, you know, in this book, it's, a, you know, some liberal things here as well. So there was catastrophic climate change going on, widespread famine, poverty, disease. There was half a dozen wars, major new killer viruses, major cities just vanishing in mushroom clouds. So basically what took place in the book was that the people in the world turned to a fully immersive universe because that was the only way of escape. And they would enter into this universe. It was only accessible through virtual reality, through virtual reality. The world was awful. And the only place of escape was the virtual world, a fully immersive virtual universe called the Oasis. And that is what Facebook is building. They're building the Oasis. They're just simply calling it the metaverse and their blueprint you can read about in a book called Ready Player One. I'll be right back with Andrew Bellers to discuss this more in depth, uh, to discuss the book Ready Player One and the blueprint. And then we're gonna go to videos of Mark Zuckerberg talking about uh, what he is building through the metaverse. But first, just one more time. Please get involved. Our basic need, we have to hit that $54,000 to simply continue our, this is a t television ministry. And to continue on television, we have to hit that $54,000. If we don't, we have to remove ourselves from for sure DirecTV and Dish Network. And we have to do it um, in the next couple of months. Please get involved and help us get to our need uh, $54,000 and we're praying and believing we'll get that. And if God, you know, wants to, we're, we're praying for $100,000 to even expand our TV footprint. Get involved today. We'll be right back after this. You remember the movie, The, the Matrix, where they created a, you know, there was another world mm -hmm. and you didn't know which was the real world. And 
and they are creating another another universe. That is what they're doing. And I'm going to show you Mark Zuckerberg saying that verbatim. We're going to get to it. It's going to take a minute to get there. It's going to take a while to get there, but we're going to get there. I have the videos here that, that they're creating a universe. And there's been many studies that have shown just even not whenever they're that they not only whenever they spend people spend a great deal of time in the virtual world with the headsets, but even whenever they spend a great deal of time on video games playing what they refer to as open world video games, that it becomes, and I've been there, I've been there in my own life, where it becomes hard almost to, to, to differentiate, you know, the real world from the, the fake world. Mm -hmm. If you spend a great deal of time in the virtual world, and that's Satan's tactic. Satan's tactic is to distract you mm -hmm. from the real world. He would rather put a, an illusion in front of you that, that, that th listen, this tech is going to get so incredible that, that the virtual world will be more vibrant, more colorful, more, uh, it'll appear better than the real world. And like I said, I don't know exactly the technology that's going to have to be built that, because like I said, we're not, we don't all have headsets. But it's coming, people. It's coming. And so this immersive rig, it, whenever they're, they, they would hook into this fully immersive rig to go into the Oasis and Ready Player One. And it made it almost impossible to, to tell the Oasis uh, from reality. The, the immersive rig's chair, it would, it, would, it would flip, it would spin, it would vibrate, the chair would... I remember in the book, it, it would release like over 200 different smells. You know, you're walking down a street and you walk, you walk with your avatar that you've created. You're walking down a street in a virtual fake world. You walk past a bakery and you smell it. You smell the fresh baked bread. In the book, I, you know, it would also replicate sex with avatars in the virtual reality. And no one could tell the difference. It was so real. You're walking through a park. You would feel the breeze. The immersive rig would, would literally blow a breeze. You get punched in the gut. You get pat on the back. You feel it. You, you actually even, you even had a currency in this oasis in the book Ready Player One, similar to a cryptocurrency. You know, I mean, uh, children would, would go to school in the oasis. They would walk down the halls with other real kids from around the world. Well, I mean, well, they would walk by their, their, their avatars I mean, literally, if, you know, if they are real people from around the world and we're walking with them, but as our avatar is walking, I mean, this is what was taking place. And Mark Zuckerberg said this is what he's building. You know, they would, um, people would work in the Oasis, real jobs, eight to five. They, you would log into your immersive rig and you would go to your, to, into your town and you would work real jobs from eight to five with real companies getting paid real paychecks. And I'm telling you people, listen to me, that is coming. I don't care how crazy it sounds. We will be replaying this video in 20 years. This is coming. And that it's not the end either. That, that, from that point, we will, we will actually become embedded with the technology. This is the first step. Now, you see, you see, imagine entering into a fully immersive virtual world that anybody else can experience as well. Anybody can log on. Anybody. You're downtown walking down a street. Picture this. And it's, it's not real. 
And, and it's, but it's so real at the same time. And other people from around the world are on that same street walking with their avatars. You're both literally seeing the same things as if you're on a real street. You look left, you see a butterfly flying. You've both seen it. You both feel the same things. You, you know, it all appears totally real. You, you look to your right, you know, and there's a bike shop. You've been seeing other avatars, you know, on bikes. You, maybe you've been wanting a bike. You have some cryptocurrency handy in your crypto wallet, so you walk into the store and you buy that bike. And then from that point forward, in your, you have your own bike in your virtual world. And then you can get from point A to point B, you know, in your virtual world faster. I know it sounds so crazy, but it's coming. And maybe you could only ride your bike in the, in the legal areas that bikes are allowed to be written, just like in the real world. You know, and understand that in this scenario that you just actually benefited, benefited a small business even. The bike shop. Mm -hmm. Capitalism. Yes. People will own virtual real estate. Someone will go in and actually, you know, apply for a loan in the virtual world and maybe, you know, pay $50,000 in, in Bitcoin or whatever currency they decide to use. And, and they pay that $50,000 for that virtual shop downtown. And there was, you know, research that went into it. They, you know, they wanted to pick this area of this town because there's a lot more foot traffic by this place. And that's why, you know, they, they were asking $50,000 for the building. And foot traffic by people like me and you. Right? I mean, you, you ride your bike to, to a, to a Times Square-like location. You know, you stop and look up at all the lights and see the flashing billboards for Coca-Cola or you know, the new Apple phone or, or, or a new upgrade to your VR headset. And you realize that those companies in the real world are paying real currency to market their products to you in the virtual world. It's unbelievable. I was, listen, it's, I know it's unbelievable. Like I said, I firmly believe this. I've been talking about this since 2017. I've been warning that the technology for a Ready Player One world was, was being built then that there would, there would be a dystopian future. I'm a premillennialist. I believe that, uh, that, that the world is going to get darker. It's going to be a, a dystopic future where humans live a, lo a lot of their time in a fake digital universe. Like I said, I, I, listened, to the, I listened to it this week. It was a 59-minute uh, video I did with four other guys. Because and, and in, in 2017, I was doing a lot of traveling around uh, the world to technology conferences. I mean, really, really um, powerful technology conferences. And there was a team of us that would go to many countries around the world and we would learn about the future of technology mm -hmm. from the executives of the largest companies in, in the world. And that is where we are. People, you know what? I was going to have this section here. Maybe I'll save it for the end because let's go right in and let's start talking about what Mark Zuckerberg has said. Here is Mark Zuckerberg explaining to a world, you and I, in the simplest way he knows how, because it's difficult, no one's done it yet, what the metaverse is, essentially the human race entering into the internet. Desktop to web to phones, from text to photos to video, but this isn't the end of the line. The next platform and medium will be even more immersive an embodied internet where you're in the experience, not just looking at it. And we call this the metaverse. And you're gonna be able to do almost anything you can imagine. Get together with friends and family, work, 
learn, play, shop, create, as well as entirely new categories that don't really fit how we think about computers or phones today. Now, since we're doing this remotely today, I figured let's make this special. So we've put together something that I think is really gonna give you a feeling for what this future could be like. We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. We'll be able to feel present, like we're right there with people, no matter how far apart we actually are. We'll be able to express ourselves in new, joyful, completely immersive ways. And that's going to unlock a lot of amazing new experiences. When I send my parents a video of my kids, they're gonna feel like they're right in the moment with us, not peering through a little window. When you play a game with your friends, you'll feel like you're right there together in a different world, not just on your computer by yourself. And when you're in a meeting in the metaverse, it'll feel like you're right in the room together, making eye contact, having a shared sense of space, and not just looking at a grid of faces on a screen. That's what we mean by an embodied internet. Instead of looking at a screen, you're gonna be in these experiences. Everything we do online today, connecting socially, entertainment, games, work, is gonna be more natural and vivid. This isn't about spending more time on screens. It's about making the time that we already spend better. Screens just can't convey the full range of human expression and connection. They can't deliver that deep feeling of presence. But the next version of the internet can. You heard it from him. You are going to be in these experiences. There will be many things you can experience in the metaverse from social interaction, entertainment, work, and games. That's exactly what I talked about on last week's episode when I was detailing the book Ready Player One, that they built the Oasis and they would work there. They would go to school there. It's, it's crazy. It's being built right now. Uh, and here, here's another video of, of Mark Zuckerberg talking about how to connect with people in this new metaverse. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like, starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually, it has things that are only possible virtually, and it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. All right, perfect. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh -huh. Who made this place? It's awesome. <laughs> right? It's from the crater. I met in LA. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I knew you were bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. Where is Naomi? Let's yes, call her. Naomi. <laughs> hey, should we deal you in? Sorry, I'm running late, but you've got to see what we're checking out. There's an artist going around Soho hiding AR pieces for people to find. 3D street art? That's cool. Send that link over so we can all look at it. This is stunning. Okay, that is something. 
That's awesome. Wow. Oh, I love the movement. Wait, it's it's disappearing. This is amazing. Hold on. I'll tip the artist and they'll extend it. Wow. Brilliant. If you guys like it here, I have another room that you're going to love. Check out this forest room. Huh, let's see it. Koi fish that fly? That's new. This is wild. Hey, one sec, Boz. It's Priscilla. Hey, you have to see this. Beast is going crazy. Oh, I love that guy. We've got to show that to the kids. Can you also send that to my dad? I'll message him. All right, see you at home. This place is great, Boz, but there's something I got to get back to. You know what's interesting? I mean, think about think about FaceTime. Yeah. I love FaceTime. FaceTime lessens the sting of distance. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about, you know, and many of you that, that, you know, let's say you were overseas or, you know, even you're a grandma or grandpa and you live six hours from your grandkids. FaceTime is such an amazing thing, and I thank God for it. Mm-hmm. How much cooler would it be? Because, because even though this technology will also ultimately be uh, very detrimental to the human race, where technology is, is going, because, because of how the enemy will hijack technology. But there'll be amazing things that take place from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine being in a fully immersive virtual world? And like, let's say, like, so like my brother, who lives in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, with his wife and kids. Let's say we all um, communicated to one another, hey, let's go to this game room in the, virtu- in the virtual metaverse, and let's play, uh, let's play some spades, let's play some cards uh, as a family this evening. So like, we literally log on, and it is as if I can see my brother yeah. right there in front of me. FaceTime is a great thing. But how much, how much better would it be to actually feel like they are there? If Facebook or FaceTime lessens the sting of distance, think about how amazing this will be. And then my, my mom would be here and my dad or, and, the, and yeah. the kids are playing over here with each other. You know, uh, you know their cousins are playing with the cousins from, from where we're at in Decatur, Illinois. And it's like we are all together and it feels like it. What an incredible thing. And, and you understand as well that what you just saw this is really, really important. How you saw the people kind of floating around this and that mm-hmm. and, and, and in, the, in the metaverse. And, and I'm telling you right now that we will look back on that video in maybe even 10 years, 15 years if the Lord tarries. And we will laugh, laugh at how amateur the technology was. Yeah. What we just saw, what Mark Zuckerberg just showed us is essentially like dial up. It's, it's like a floppy disk. I have it in my notes. It's like the Atari. That's right. If you can compare what you just saw, this new crazy futuristic world that you're even maybe having a hard time comprehending how it could be or how could people do this or want to be a part of it. Oh, you have no idea. It's, it's in its infancy, what you just saw, what they say they're building, it's in its infancy. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. We just saw essentially the Atari compared to modern video games, you know, it's, it, the, the, the difference is unbelievable. And I read an article just a few weeks ago about a demonstration, um, I don't remember which exactly, you know, research facility put it on, but they had created a holographic basketball and you could touch it and you could bounce it and you could roll it because they'd created haptic sensors and those were basically little shoots of air 
that would go out and they would touch your hand and they would create the sensation that that this ball had volume and that it had weight and that you know you could move it and touch it and like you said that is just an amateur yes. you know foreshadow of when you say you won't be able to tell the difference you will not be able to tell the difference yes. you will be it will be as if you have stepped into another universe everything will look and taste and feel real. And in the same as it was, you know, in the days of Noah, so it'll be when the coming of the Son of Man. And the, uh, if you've seen, you know, if you've read the books, if I, I do not take the Sethite view of Genesis chapter six, I take the angel view. Mm -hmm. I believe that they really were angels that came down and, and, and took the daughters of even and created an offspring that were, were, were evil. They were, they were superior, they were half terrestrial, half celestial. I really do believe that. And, and it even explains, uh, through the Bible I believe that, but it even explains the modern mysteries of old whenever you, you read the History Channel, or whenever you watch the History Channel and you, you read the, these books of, of um, things that you can't describe how they would have known. They had superior knowledge, they were superior beings. Like I said, half terrestrial, half celestial. And many have said that, that the technology actually even back then was so advanced that it was indistinguishable from magic. What Mark Zuckerberg just showed us, think about being around like, remember Pong in Atari? Thinking it was the, 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 the baddest, the, the coolest, you know, thing ever, right? I mean, I don't know, I wasn't alive, just my parents tell me that they thought it was the coolest thing ever. You couldn't have. It would have been impossible to imagine where video gaming would have went. That's where we're at right now. We're in the Atari phase of Internet 3.0. Here's actually a video of Pong. It went from this. You're watching the most exciting game you will ever see on your TV set. Telstar by Coleco with three different games. Telstar Tennis with digital scoring, variable speeds. Telstar Hockey. Each player controls a goalie plus a forward on the other side. Oops, a goal. And Telstar Singles Handball, a game you play yourself. Telstar Handball, Tennis, Hockey. All three at an exciting low price. For great family fun, hitch your TV to a Telstar. It went from that, which is hilarious, to this, and what I'm about ready to show you, I want you to know that it's an, it's a, an intense war scene. It's from a new game called uh, Vanguard. It's the new Call of Duty game. I used to love, love Call of Duty. It was one of my favorite games for a long time. So compare, once again, this, you're watching the most exciting game you will ever see on your TV set. And now compare it to modern video games like this. The whole world is burning. Sometimes the only way to put out the flames is with more fire.
it's totally remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable to see the advancement of technology that, you know, even in the little video, you know, it's the, the best modern, you're never going to find a cooler game than, than this. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and hockey looks the same. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right? And you can, you can do it all by yourself and it's all can close. Ding, 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 ding. Like, this is it. Like, you know, the Lord's coming back. I mean, the technology advances so much that the kid's playing Pong. You know, <laughs> Jesus is coming back. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay. Think about where, where we came from. And that's where we are right now. Because we are entering into the fourth industrial revolution. And I'll get to that in a second. Another thing is this. In the metaverse, here's Mark Zuckerberg talking about how we will be represented. Next, there are avatars. And that's how we're going to represent ourselves in the metaverse. Avatars will be as common as profile pictures today, but instead of a static image, they're going to be living 3D representations of you. Your expressions, your gestures, that are gonna make interactions much richer than anything that's possible online today. You'll probably have a photorealistic avatar for work, a stylized one for hanging out, and maybe even a fantasy one for gaming. You're gonna have a wardrobe of virtual clothes for different occasions, designed by different creators and from different apps and experiences. Avatars is what, is how we will be represented, representing ourselves in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, maybe whenever you're going to work in the metaverse, you'll have a photorealistic image of yourself. Uh, if you're hanging out, you'll have a stylized version, version of yourself. Maybe you'll have a, a fantasy one for, for gaming. Let me tell you right now that if you've watched my, my show for the last year or so, you understand whenever you hear Andrew and myself talk about postmodernism, mm -hmm. how the Antichrist is using postmodernism, because postmodernism is an Antichrist uh, philosophy. The, the, and and postmodernism will thrive in the metaverse, because postmodernism says there may be truth, but no one can know it. You know, truth is experiential, it's, it's, it's fluid, it's, it's ever-changing. And, and, our, and our world is being affected in a, in a radical way by postmodernism. Well, who's to say a male can't give birth, right? Well, who's to say that, that you're a woman? You know, why, who's to say that you cannot identify as a kitty cat, right? And I've seen, have you, have you ever seen that video? I've seen some disturbing videos. I've seen, I, 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 that was in my notes. I, was, I saw a video where a woman literally thought she was a cat. I've seen that one And she dated yeah. a guy that was totally okay with it. I mean, he, she'd be like, she'd be like, like hissing at him when he's mad or mm -hmm. they're at like the airport or something. It was like, a, it was like a, I, I don't know what it was. I don't even remember what channel it was, but like they're at like an airport or something and, and she's grooming him. Like a cat? Like, what the heck? Like, these people are insane. But who's to say she's not a real kitty cat? Yeah. Right? And the metaverse, she could be. She could be. And that's what I'm saying. That it's setting the grounds that that if you want to create your avatar where you're, you know, where I wanted to be like a, a Apache helicopter and my and the front of the, the, you know, the helicopter just has a mouth and it talks and moves. <laughs> you know, I, I can be anything I want. Who's to say what is truth? Who's to say what is the universe? If you believe that the metaverse is the universe, then who's to say that you're wrong, right? Think about not being able to tell the difference between the real world 
and this fully immersive virtual reality that they're building take years to get there. And then there being no truth of what you can and can't do. Think about the sin that will take place. Think about the wickedness that you can experience in the metaverse and not be able to tell the difference from the real world to the fake world. It will, in, it will increase the wickedness of the real world. Yeah. How soon can we expect this? Here it is from the horse's mouth. In the next five or 10 years, a lot of this is going to be mainstream. And a lot of us will be creating and inhabiting worlds that are just as detailed and convincing as this one on a daily basis. Five to 10 years and creating our own universe as real as this one. Unbelievable. And quickly, I just wanna get these in here really, really quick before we have to end the show in about 10 minutes or so. Let's move on from, from some of the basic experiences, Mark Zuckerberg says, to things like entertainment. Because it's not just connecting with people. It's not just work. It's not just, it's everything. So here's how you could be able to connect with entertainment. Now, this is going to be a little different because what you're going to see here is not just virtual reality. It's called augmented reality. Augmented reality is whenever a virtual thing uh, comes into the space of the real world. Mm -hmm. Virtual is fully immersive. Everything is a simulation. But augmented real reality might be like if I'm sitting here at my desk and I click something on my watch and I see a hologram of my brother talking to me. I don't know how my brother just keeps jumping into this show <laughs> and I'm talking with him. Maybe that you need is, to call your brother that soon. Is, yeah, that is <laughs> augmented reality. So here is an example of uh, augmented reality and how it'll how the metaverse will, will build also into your life with things like entertainment. Now, let's move on from some of these basic concepts and people just connecting to a completely different set of experiences around entertainment and gaming. Imagine your best friend is at a concert somewhere across the world. What if you could be there with her? And lastly, I want to, and I, then I'm, we're going to really hit some things hard to kind of wrap this thing up. Um, here is a video of how you can work in this new fully immersive virtual universe called the metaverse. But enough with the fun and games. It's time for everyone's favorite, work. Over the last year and a half, a lot of us who work in offices have gone remote. And while I miss seeing the people I work with, I think remote work is here to stay for a lot of people. So we're gonna need better tools to work together. Let's take a look at what working in the metaverse will be like. Imagine if you could be at the office without the commute. You would still have that sense of presence, shared physical space, those chance interactions that make your day all accessible from anywhere. Now imagine that you have your perfect work setup and you can actually do more than you could in your regular work setup. And on top of all that, you can keep wearing your favorite sweatpants. Okay, listen to me, this is important. I have said this for a lot, many times and you've watched a show, you've heard me say it, it's time to say it again. 
okay? We are at the dawn of the fourth industrial revolution. This might be new to some of you. This might be by way of review to others that have been tuning in every week for the last few years. The fourth industrial revolution, you see there, there have been four industrial revolutions that have absolutely and completely changed the entire world, okay? The first one was from 1760 to 1840. It was known as the Industrial Revolution. And it was the rise of the iron and textile industries and the development of the steam engine. It was essentially the process of going from hand production to machine production. You and I would never be able to imagine the world if this hadn't taken place, yeah. right? We're too far removed from that. From, from things going from hand production to machine production, and praise God for it. The second Industrial Revolution it was known as the Technological Revolution, and it was from 1870 to 1914. Um, it's known for the, the, in, the inventions of uh, you know, public electricity, the light bulb, the telephone. Wow, this is a huge time period, the, the Second Industrial Revolution, right? It was uh, also the time of the internal combustion engine, which, as we know, led to cars. Mm -hmm. It ultimately led to airplanes. You and I, it changed the world. It changed the world. We can't imagine what life would be like without it. And then we have, starting in the 1980s, the digital revolution. It was characterized as moving from analog electric and mechanical devices to digital technology. So many things were created in this, I, we don't even have time. But basically it could be summed up, or one of the main things is the creation of the personal computer and the internet, mm -hmm. which is how the human race survives today. That's I right. I mean, it literally is, we once again, we cannot imagine what life would be like if that had not taken place. Now, what's interesting is that some of you watching the show can imagine <laughs> what life would be like before the digital revolution because you lived in it. But I bet you it'd be incredibly difficult for you to go back to your way of life, you might say, well, it sure would be nice, it'd be more simple, it'd be more peaceful, I agree with you. And I, and I would like, and I would think to myself too, I sure would like to. I th I've said to myself before, man, it would sure be cool like to live, you know, like in the 1800s. And I think that we all have those type of thoughts until we live, would live in the 1800s and realize that you don't have, basically don't have time for leisure. I mean, you were literally working your fields all day, blisters on your hands, no air conditioning, you know, you're not going to have, if you're in early tenders, you're not going to have driving around in a car. It's horse and buggy. You're not going to no. ever typically go more than probably 10 miles from where you live for the vast majority of all of your life, right? We said, and so some of you know what it was like before the digital age revolution, but I don't think you'd probably want to go back. You know, maybe I'm wrong. And now we are in the fourth industrial revolution. And it's just, it's just begun. It just really began, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and you saw that the first industrial revolution lasted from 1760 to 1840. It was an 80 year time period. And we just entered into it. And it's gonna be building off of the digital revolution. Things like internet 3.0 are gonna be involved. Mm -hmm. Fully immersive virtual realities are gonna be involved. It'll be characterized by, this is really important, the main thing on the other side of this 
Industrial Revolution that will be characterized by is something that we have not dug into greatly in this particular half an hour. We've dug into it greatly on other shows. It'll be characterized and representing new ways in which technology becomes embedded within societies, but also within the human body. And there will be a day, if the Lord tarries, that many people will be saying, I can't imagine what the world would have even been like before this. And I believe that in that day is, I personally believe that's the day where when we are connected to such a degree that the world is, is ripe for the Antichrist to come upon the scene. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand and on their foreheads. I believe it's, it'll be a some type of, of mark that will connect everyone, but obviously there'll be eternal consequences of it. See, how does this fit in Revelation? It's that, it's, mark, it's Revelation 13. The, the, you see the metaverse, right? The metaverse, what we talked about last week, the, in Ready Player One, the, the universe is called the Oasis. This, this world that Mark Zuckerberg is trying to create, who knows if he'll be the, he's leading it, mm-hmm. all right? Like, but like, it doesn't mean he's gonna be the winner, right? right. I mean, the, the, do you know what this computer is not? This computer is not IBM, mm-hmm. right? It's an Apple. IBM, it, you know, if it was 1970s, I, I'd probably have an IBM. But IBM, like, people don't even hardly really, I mean, IBM, obviously, you know, it's just, what is IBM, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to, to Apple. Facebook might be starting it, but it might be somebody else t- entirely that, that finishes this thing. Yeah. And, and so the, the metaverse that he's creating, or in Ready Player One, it was called the Oasis, this Ready Player One scenario that, that they're building, where the population would, be, would rather be in a digital universe than the real one, where it feels more, more real and vibrant than the authentic world. That is the next step. But the next step after that, and it might all happen nearly at the exact same time, because we know people, um, especially like Elon like Musk, Elon Musk. They're, they're creating technology to where it truly would be embedded with us. Yeah, with Neuralink. With Neuralink, that's right. Where it could all happen almost in a simultaneous fashion, but it's the building of this universe that, to get us to a place where we are so uh, in love with this, 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 this digital world that why not just be, why not just cross that line and just become a part of it? Mm-hmm. Where we become literally one with something else. Where we would become essentially human, but we would be connected in our heads. Where well, that's what Elon Musk with Colonel is trying to accomplish with the internet. You know, I'm reminded once again, as, of, as it was in the days of Noah, so to Pete, whenever the people walking those earth, the earth, many of them, after the, the, the angels came down, the fallen angels, to take the daughters of even create that, that, the Nephilim, the Raphaim, the, the men of renown, the giants, with superior knowledge, where they were half human and half something else, half terrestrial, half, half terrestrial and half celestial. Mm-hmm. Could it be? that that is what we're talking about right now? That it's the first wave, the first step is this Facebook universe to get the population just to kind of whet its appetite, to fall in love with something other than the real world. And you can see how the stages has this state, it's, it's not like it starts with the metaverse, it starts with Atari. Yeah. It starts there. 
and then now now we're to now we're you know we're it's our it's our phones then it's then it's the metaverse this oasis scenario and then it, it truly is becoming one with it that's where we are and that's where we're heading and satan in this in the day because it'll be a, a day of complete connectivity like i said where everything is connected to the internet and everything is is collecting data in real time and, and sending it Whoever's in control of this, this complete connected world will essentially know when, when, a, when a sparrow falls from the ground because he wants power like God. And all of it is written. All of it is foretold in the Bible. And it just shows you that the holy word of God is alive. Mm-hmm. It's active. God is real. He has a son named Jesus and he died upon that cross and this whole thing is to keep you from that reality from keeping you from thinking that you are an eternal being but you will also die and you will spend eternity either in heaven or in hell they want to distract you. This life right now, all that all Satan wants to do is to, is to distract you. If you're a Christian, it's to distract you from what he's called you to do. It's to, to distract you from becoming more like Christ and it, to distract you from becoming more uh, like the image of, of our Savior. But if you're a non-Christian, I believe it's to distract you from thinking about the things of God, to distract you from thinking about death, mm-hmm. to distract you by putting every single thing he can with in, in front of us to distract, 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 to keep our eyes of what they should be focused on. And I believe that is how this will play out in the metaverse, that, that it's just a distraction to become so enamored with something that isn't even real. How can you focus on what is real? That is where we are. And I'll just tell you right now, for those watching, that if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do it now, right now. Mm-hmm. Your eternity hangs in the balance. If you have not cried out to the Son of God, and you have not repented of your sins and turned from your wickedness, because it doesn't matter what you've done, you were born into sin, my friend. And sin will, e- even just one sin, will eternally separate you from God. If you do not have the blood of Jesus covering your life, Jesus is the only one that has the power to take away your sin. He was that sacrificial lamb. He was that atonement for our sins. He and he alone satisfied the wrath of God over your life because of your sin. But if you have not called upon the name of Jesus, you stand guilty before a holy God and the consequences of your sin, the wages of sin is death. You have nothing to look forward to other than eternity in hell apart from Christ. If you have not called upon his name, do it now. Believe in him, that he died upon the cross, that he was buried, and on the third day he was resurrected. You call upon his name, that whenever your heart stops beating, you also will rise again because the Spirit of God will live inside of you. Call upon his name right now. We are totally out of time. We'll see you next week. 